we continue our series on Paul's letter to the Philippians, continuing from chapter 3, verse 15 to verse 21. Paul is getting round to summarising his train of thought and is referring back to things in various earlier parts of his letter. How do we know Paul's teaching, or anyone's, is true? Paul makes it sound easy in verse 15. If on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. But how does God make things clear to us? Our first yardstick is to see if the teaching in question is found in the Bible. But perhaps the topic is not directly mentioned there, so is it in line with the rest of the Bible? This assumes we know the Bible enough to compare the teaching in question, that we are using our God-given brains to understand the God-given scriptures. Secondly, when we read the Bible, sometimes a verse or a point jumps out at us, and we know inwardly that that point is for me. It even happens when we are not reading the Bible, and something bursts into our mind and we know it's God's key to the question or situation we faced. Many years ago, I was a new trainee auditor, travelling for the first time with a senior to a week-long audit out of town. As we sped down the A641 in his Ford Escort Sport, the poor man's Lamborghini, he explained how we would inflate meal bills and other expenses of the trip and share the profit. I was not happy with this, but what could I do? Suddenly, clearer than the spoken word, there came to mind, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. I had not been searching for a Bible verse and could not remember reading it recently, but the Holy Spirit had brought to mind that part of 1 John 1 5 at just the right time to stiffen my resolve to refuse to take part in this scam. A third option, if we are not making any headway with the first two options, is that we can always phone a friend, a Christian friend of course, whose views we can trust. After all, fellow disciples are God's gift to us to help us find the way ahead. So we have the Bible, the Holy Spirit and other disciples to help us. Also in verse 15, he wrote, If on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Well, think differently to what? Back in chapter 2, verses 5 to 11, Paul quoted a hymn about the attitude of Christ, who left everything and made himself nothing. And after that, Paul started giving examples of what this implies for other people. Timothy first, then Epaphroditus, and then himself. In earlier weeks, we traced the acts of service by these people, and how they did things for other people, in practical service, or in bringing the good news of Jesus to those who need help to know Jesus, and all the while not caring too much how much it cost them. And then Paul speaks of himself in chapter 3, verse 7 onwards, 
of how he had lots of privilege but counts it all nothing compared with knowing Jesus. And now Paul writes something alarming. In verse 17, Paul tells them to follow my example and to watch those who live as we do. I wonder how many of us would be comfortable saying the same thing. Follow my example. Not me. Too many people could immediately suggest ways in which I am not Christ-like. Nor, for that matter, even much like Timothy, Epaphroditus or Paul. On the other hand, there have been people in my life whose lives attracted me to Jesus, whom they followed and who ruled their lives. They were not perfect people. But by watching them and following their example, I found myself following Jesus. Who are your heroes of the faith? James Hudson Taylor, perhaps, or Mother Teresa, or John Wesley, or even St Boniface. Is there some way you wish to follow their example? I suspect it is human nature to have heroes and imitate them, whether they are soccer players or rapsters or James Dyson, or perhaps even Hermione Granger. Whether or not we deliberately put ourselves forward as examples to follow, other people will look at us, and what they see will affect whether they decide for themselves to follow Jesus or not. But take courage. In chapter 1, Paul started his letter by writing, I thank my God every time I remember you, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. They, and we, are all work in progress. If Paul had lived in our times, he might have worn a t-shirt with the text, Be patient with me. God is not finished with me yet. It seems very uncomfortable to me to put myself forward as an example to follow in the Christian life. But although God is not finished with me yet, he has at least started. The alarming thought is that someone might follow my example, so it behoves me to take great care to examine my behaviour and seek, to, seek his help to avoid leading anyone astray. To help with this, he has provided the Bible, the Holy Spirit and other disciples. The comforting thought is that we are asked to be examples of continuing part-finished work, not examples of perfection. And thirdly, our destination and our calling. In verse 20, Paul writes that our citizenship is in heaven. The Philippians lived in the Roman Empire, where citizenship was a big deal, giving rights and privileges, but also demanding an appropriate attitude and way of life. It distinguished them from mere ordinary people. But much better than that is our citizenship in heaven. Citizenship in Rome or Britain is for life, but the citizenship of heaven is forever. We have been granted this citizenship as a free gift. We did not earn it or buy it. 
it can't be obtained that way. It is given to those who decide to submit to Jesus as their king and to set their hearts on living like him. All who do this become his citizenships and also become his work in progress. As Paul wrote, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So we need not despair of ourselves. We are work in progress now, but he is committed to finishing the job. So, three things from today's passage. He has given us the Bible, the Holy Spirit and other disciples to find out what teaching is true and may be trusted. We are his workmanship and he is not finished with us yet. And we have been made citizens of his eternal kingdom and he is preparing us to live there. <laughs>